The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey y'all, Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. Week 13 ended the regular season in college football, basically. And we're on to championship week. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the man who saw that Michigan loss coming. And with me as always is AJ, Ohio State scored the most points in the history of the game, Marchese. Fuck you. Today, we'll look at some NFL draft declarations, some senior bowl acceptances, do some week 13 superlatives, and preview who to watch on championship week. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving down to Nashville, maybe. Looking for a net or bosa. Draft Matt Gay on the first day. Draft Matt Gay on the second day. Just get Matt Gay on your squad. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Sure. Watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. Guys, you've heard me talking about this for weeks, and some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on a roulette, you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win. And if you hit all three, you could turn $100 into $600. And that's more money. That's six times the money. <laughs> There's so much to bet on. College basketball and football. NBA, NHL, custom props, and even esports, you nerds. You name it. My Bucky is the one I, the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. Oh, I recommend these, <laughs> these guys because... I really trust them. My bookie's been in business for years, and they've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. Whip-de-woo. Sign up this week, and my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Also, make sure to follow... At my Bucky on Twitter. They personally respond to every mention in DM. Actually, they even retweeted me once. Not to mention that they've given away more than $10,000 in free money to their followers. This football season. You'll be the first to know as soon as new odds and props are posted. Don't miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year. Log on to my Bucky right now. And use promo code HEAVEN25 to get 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code HEAVEN2525. Like, uh, like, Dory Jackson. 
You play, you win, you get paid. My Bucky. That went a lot of ways, didn't it? <laughs> it did. I like the cowboy part. Yeah, I like that part too. I just what did you say, whipty doo or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. I said whipty. Yippee Kaye. I just thought about myself like being a badass gambling on football, cashing in, making my living off doing that, and I'm like a cowboy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Sounds right? accurate. Yeah. Thank you. That's okay. how cowboys lived. Okay. Thanks. Underclassmen who've declared for the 2019 NFL draft. That's right, people. Draft season is basically here. We have declarations. We already knew about three. We had Nick Bosa and Ed Oliver months ago. We got Rodney Anderson pretty recently. But guess Mm -hmm. what? We got four new ones. Wow. Um, Start off with with the two on offense, both receivers. Arizona State's Nikhil Harry and Ole Miss's DK Metcalf. Uh, Harry was very obvious. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, DK, your wide receiver one in the draft. Most uh, people's wide receiver one, brother. Well, I don't care about most healthy. people. I don't care about most people. I care about you, Rob. Oh, okay. Wow. Thank you. Uh, uh, yeah. Missing most of the season is the only, like... Neck injury. If that I know, is I, healed... I know. No, 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 I know. I'm just saying, if that is healed, he's wide receiver one. And I, I, mm-hmm. I have to think he declares because... He's going to be healthy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and okay, as, yeah. as for Nikhil Harry, there wasn't much more I don't think he could have done for his stock at Arizona State. No. And right now, that Metcalf is receiver one for me. Harry's receiver two. Uh, there's obviously a ton more work to do and a lot can change. Mm-hmm. But I know Harry specifically is polarizing. Because it seems like people are on one of two sides. Either he is one of the two best receivers in the class... Or he's, like, not even in the top five. It's a weird group, man. It's a lot of dudes. It's deep. It's a lot of fun. Harry's at the top for me, like, you know, up there. And I think he will stay there, but, hey, If Metcalf's at the combine and healthy, I think he'll just dominate it. He's such a freak. Um, Harry having, like, just a solid combine will do a lot for his stock, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then on the defensive side, we had both uh, Michigan – Defensive lineman Rashawn Gary and Florida defensive back Chauncey Gardner Johnson declare. Speaking mm-hmm. of uh, blowing up the combine, Not, neither surprising, I don't think. I mean, if you're declaring this early, it's generally not surprising. Um, yeah, G- Gary apparently has like mind boggling testing numbers, so that'll mm-hmm. be fun. Yeah. He's, he's going to be a guy where it's traits versus production. He wasn't that productive this year, he didn't take that step forward. Yeah, I feel I like he never truly reached his poten- potential at Michigan that some thought he could. I like. I think he. he we talked about this in a previous episode. Like he, he could have used more time at Michigan, but what's the point? Because he wasn't taking step forward anyways. Like I'm sure he was, but you know what I mean. He was. He didn't take that massive leap. So and then he got hurt, and it's just like yeah. If if he knows he can destroy the combine, if if he tests the way it's been. Said he will like he's a first round pick. Yeah, mm-hmm. whether or not like even in a deep edge class, he's also a bit of a tweener because he's like two eighty five. Is he a true edge? There's gonna be he'll he'll be one of the more interesting evals I think. Yeah, um, Chauncey Gardner Johnson is a guy who it's been like hot and cold at, at basically yes. everybody on. Um, he finished the season strong. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised he came out. He's you can find fun clips of him not. Trying to tackle people for days, but you can also find clips of him yeah. destroying people 
it, he's, he's polarizing. Yeah, he's going to be a weird one, too. He's also interesting because at Florida, he played corner, safety, and nickel. Mm-hmm. So that versatility is obviously big. I think he's like kind of in the over the like the, that overhang role that Minka Fitzpatrick was billed as playing, or like the, what he did play at Alabama. Yeah. I think that's kind of the fit you're looking for, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Obviously, he's nowhere near Minka Fitzpatrick. But I think he'll be a player that really intrigues NFL teams. It's just there'll be a lot of questions about effort and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you're not yeah. Wrong. You're not wrong. All those guys are uh, going to be fun evals. Um, all right, moving on uh, to seniors. We had a ton of senior bowl acceptances this week, or since the last episode, I should say. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not even going to go through the guys who just got invited because there's just, I'm just, from now on, we'll just run through the guys who accept. Yes, please. Um, there's about 30 of them. <laughs> uh, one yeah. word. Do we do the one word thing again? Yeah, did you, did you like that? I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I used multiple words for all of them, but I liked it. Me or you? Me. Okay, yeah, well, you can't count. All right, off the top, uh, Auburn interior defensive lineman Dontavious Russell. It's fine. Plug. That's I mean that's my word. I'm gonna do one too. <laughs> uh, Mississippi State Center Elton Jenkins. It's fine. Mean that. Okay, I'm, I'm not doing this one word thing because you're not buying into it. Uh, Jenkins is gonna. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun there. He's. A guy some people think could be a first-round center. I, I see him more as a third, fourth-round guy, but a, like a 10-year starter in the NFL. Uh, Jermaine Pratt, linebacker NC State. You liked him in the preseason, right? Yeah, he's got a bit of the Fred Warner to him where mm-hmm. NC State trusts him to kind of play anywhere, and he's a former safety, and he's like 6'3", 230. He's a guy who I think could really help his stock here. Like Warner did. Mm-hmm. Uh, UMass receiver Andy Isabella is accepted now. Pumped. I'm excited. He's going to dominate those old. Uh, <clears throat> I hope we get him in. One on Yeah. Hunter Renfro versus Andy Isabella for the best route runner in the class. I want to see them like one on one each other. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, hey, he, I, I, I've heard Clemson receivers can also play DB, so. You're not wrong. They can get drafted just because they did it. And play receiver um, for some reason. Yeah, Utah Utah linebacker Chase Hansen. He's okay. I don't know. Does he blow your hair back, Rob? Uh, I I liked him a bit. I think he's like in a. He really, seems like a senior bowl guy, though. Yeah, and like very much a guy who will make his money playing special teams early. <laughs> yeah, one of my classic special teams linebacker, former safety too. Um, here's okay. This is the big one. Boston College defensive lineman Zach Allen. Yeah, that's interesting. He because he's got some believe he could be a first round pick. I see him more in the second round, but I think he could be a really good player in the NFL. The one thing I hate about going through all these off off topic for a sec is so many of these guys are going to drop out. <laughs> not, none of these me. none of these guys have been big enough named that I'd expect no, them to I'm, drop out yet. No, me either. Me either. But I'm just uh, saying. Yeah, like last year we thought we were going to have the greatest Senior Bowl of all time, and like. <laughs> Half a game. It was fun. And no, yeah. so it's always gonna be good. It was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Also coming from Boston College, we got Chris Lindstrom, the uh, interior offensive lineman. That's another good one. What? One of your guys, right? Um, you like? Aren't you yo, yeah, yeah. Or? No, I, 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 I do. Sorry, I, I don't. 
So I, I've seen the first round hype. I don't think he'll end up in the first round unless there's like a huge demand. Mm-hmm. But I like I I, think, he's on my. I believe he's in my top fifty. Yeah, it's big for them to get the cream of the crop on the interior of the offensive line because that uh, interior defensive line group's gonna be fucked. Uh, yeah, no, those those guys are gonna be fun. And um, actually, seeing Allen versus Lindstrom, I uh, that could be really fun. Oh, you don't you don't go watch practices. At Boston College? Yeah. The ones never practice against twos. That's uh, Steve Adizio's rule. Sorry. Or the way I said that wrong. But yeah, you anyway. did, but it's, it's okay. <laughs> My point came across. Um, another interior offensive lineman, NC State center Garrett Bradbury, who I love. He's a guy I think really shoots his stock up. We got a lot of, like, it's a weird interior offensive line class because yeah. it's not last year's where last year's was amazing. Yeah. Obviously, start started at the top. And, and, like, this one, specifically the center class, I really like. And this is – both him and Jenkins are both really nice centers who I think can be NFL starting centers. Um, Bradbury uh, – Jenkins more of a power scheme center and Bradbury more of uh, the zone type. He mm-hmm. moves really well. Uh, coming along with him is quarterback Ryan Finley. Not fun. No, this QB class is kind of yeah, I, shaping up to be the letdown of the group. Yeah, I think they've kind of they kind of chunked it. I think they chunked it, Rob. And S- sorry, Nagy. It's gonna be weird because the guys who have accepted, none of them I am excited for. Like Trace is, he's not gonna drop out. That's a big, you know, all these guys. I don't think any of these quarterbacks are gonna drop out. No, I don't. Think and they're so not either. exciting. Do you want to just do the quarterbacks? Yeah. Right so, so the the QBs who have accepted, Finley, yeah. uh, Trace, Trace McSorley from Penn State, and Clayton Thorson from Northwestern. I'm not surprised by any of them, but they're just not exciting. I'm kind I, of surprised by Trace McSorley because I don't think he can play quarterback on a on the practice squad of an but, NFL team. <laughs> I think I think the Senior Bowl always loves giving these guys the chance. Like JT like Barrett last games? year, like Barrett last year, right? Yeah, I don't know. It's just there feels like they're if like Brett Rippon's not there. I I can understand the Easton Stick thing not being there. People are very. On opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, but I, I want him there. For, uh, for me... No, for I, me, I obvi- obviously, but I understand the process of not having him there. With Brett yeah. Rippon, I don't get it at all. I don't no, I know agree. how you could not have him. For me, I want guys with either... Like, either obviously the, the premier talents like we had with Baker Mayfield last year. Or they have elite skill sets. Or they're guys we just haven't seen enough. And I hate when we get guys like McSorley and Finley and Thorson. Because it's guys we've seen... A bunch, and we know there's not much yeah. there. Like, even see, neither of us are Drew Locke guys, but having Drew Locke there makes complete sense. Yeah. So yeah. Even same with Jared Stidham. And I don't like Jared yeah. Stidham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think Rippin, Rippin, I'm not even a big Brett Rippin guy, but I think he's someone that really, really deserves to be there. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't agree more. Him, him, and I, apparently Daniel Jones is going to be there. Which you like Daniel a, Jones. I, I think that's a big. Get because he's gonna be QB three for me probably. I see that one. I, I again. Uh, I think he's someone that has something to prove, so I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Well, skill set wise, he's miles ahead of the three who are here. Ryan Finley's got like this weird group behind him who thinks he's like a first round or a second yeah. round or a third. Like I don't get don't, that. No, it, no. Like no. Th- Thorson to me is a seventh rounder at best at this point. I think Thorson can be. Uh, Thorson's the one. Time. Thorson, I can uh, uh, compared to, to McSorley, I can defend it. 
Yes, me too. I think Thorson can be like a long time backup in the NFL. Yeah, he's he's weird one. Uh, okay. Like a journeyman backup. Yeah, I don't know. It's like uh, Gus Frat, but not sure. as good. A uh, poor man's Gus Frat. You'll I'll say. There, yeah, I'll take it. I don't even hate Clayton Thorson. He just he can't throw the ball. Deep, so. Something that tends to matter. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, okay. Not in the Big Ten championship game, baby. <laughs> Gerald Willis thought, obviously, that's a stud. That's accepting a stud, yeah. Miami interior defensive lineman. Yeah. He's a guy who can solidify himself as a first-round pick by mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. absolutely... Especially because he's so good as a pass rusher. Yeah. Um, this is kind of the place he'll shine. Okay. Drills are, drills are made for him. But also, like, lots of pressure on him. Because if he doesn't dominate those mm-hmm. drills, mm-hmm. you know, the coaches and the scouts are like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. Because he's expected to. Um, this one is a fun one for me. Western Illinois interior defensive lineman Kalen Saunders, who I was into way months ago in the summer when we did our FCS uh, yeah. draft preview thing. And I, 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 I just thought his athleticism and his size is pr- like kind of cool. I haven't seen anything of him since, but this <laughs> is a really good spot for him to be. Fair enough. Especially with his athleticism. In the, like at the Senior Bowl, that can be huge. Uh, another guy, <clears throat> small school, Louisiana Tech edge rusher Jalen Ferguson, who uh, some some people yeah. love. Uh, he'll be an interesting one. I, I I feel like he's gonna be billed as the Marcus Davenport potentially, yeah. mm-hmm. but I don't think he, is, especially because I think there's a even smaller school guy there who's better edge rusher than him. Well, that's a good one to have there, though. Oh, Ferguson, yeah, no, I yeah. I, I agree. Especially like he's a long. Uh, edge, he'll be he'll be fun. And Just like Davenport last year, that was, you know, he was a great person to have there. And but I just don't get the like Ferguson's not. No, no, I know. I'm just I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. Um, Northern Illinois offensive tackle Max Sharping. That's another good one to get, especially because it's not a great senior offensive tackle group. Yeah. No, for sure. He he's a guy who can like probably play himself into, uh, I don't know, a third fourth round selection potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Utah safety Marquise Blair. Um, he's one of what three guys on this list I haven't seen stuff on, but I've heard good things. Yeah, me either. Um, and it's not a great safety class, exactly. especially the seniors. The seniors, yeah, I was going to say that. So I'm always in on, like you say, a guy who's kind of a prove it guy. See what he's got. Uh, a very unsurprising one: Notre Dame linebacker Drew Tranquil. Just a classic, going to be a special teams linebacker in yeah. the NFL. Tough <laughs> as hell. Uh, I like that one because he, he he feels like a guy who's just going to like kind of command the huddle at the Senior Bowl and like a like a Ben Bulwer pick. Yes, that's a good a bigger Ben Bulwer. I hope yeah. Bulwer's WWE crew takes off soon. Good luck, Benny. Isn't he a weirdo? Anyways, let's not get into that. Uh, he's cool, man. He's like yeah, scared. but wasn't there some bad things about? I don't know. Let's not get into this. I, I don't know. I hope not. Uh, he was okay. cool on the field. He was cool on the field. Scary. Um, yeah. Washburn corner Corey Ballantine. What? Where? What? What? I've never heard of Washburn. Really? Yeah. Who have they produced? I don't know. I'm Do pretty sure. Uh, I've heard of Washburn though. I don't remember them. What's but his name? Corey Ballantine. That's a good name. He. Uh, so, I, I mean, wait. I don't have it written down. <laughs> you can look it up. I don't have notes. You can't. You can't come in with Washburn Ichabod's football talk and not have height and weights. 
It's been uh, called the anyway, Ichabods. Right. Always fun to have a tiny school corner. There's always a yes. few. There was a bunch last year. Yeah. Well, there just wasn't that many guys to have. And it kind of didn't make Hey, Teron Johnson's making his money now. Hey, they got a couple dudes. They got Michael Wilhoit was on the Seahawks. Oh, yeah. Recently. I remember Michael Wilhoit. Uh, Kerry Williams, the old Raven corner. Uh, Mal Stevens, he's in the College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, was he a coach? I don't know. And Br- Brian Folkert's old uh, Rams guard. Ooh. I don't remember him. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay. Uh, another small school guy, Charlotte offensive tackle. He's listed in interior O-line for uh, Senior Bowl, Nate Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard Fran Duffy talk about him a little bit. So that's uh, it's always nice, again, to have a small school guy on the O-line there. Yep. Um, we talked about Trace McSorley. Uh, Amani Aruwari, the Penn State corner. He's that's a guy a nice who one. can yeah. really help himself. Yes. Yeah. Lots of hype early in the year, and then it his play wasn't the best, and then he came on strong a little towards the end. That's a good one. And just a big athletic corner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Old Dominion edge rusher O'Shane Zimenez. That's the guy that's an exciting about. one. He's yeah. he's more in the not size wise, but in the Marcus Davenport role where small school edge rusher who's just got a lot of talent and producing in some bigger schools. Mm-hmm. Correctly, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's very good with his hands. Um, Temple corner this is another really good one to get. Rocky Sin. Yeah, the corner group is fun. Yeah, I like Rocky Sin is really good at football. And he's got the craziest story. He transferred from some program that, like, disbanded. <laughs> like, like, Division Two football. I can't remember what the school was. He was the starting corner for three years. And, like, the That's awesome. program folded. So he went to Temple, immediately earned a single-digit jersey at Temple, which is, like, so, the Temple tough thing. Yeah, That's yeah, how you so, know which guys to oh, watch. Yeah. Uh, Presbyterian, I believe. Yeah, that. I, think I didn't know they disbanded. That's sad. I, I, that, I might football. have made that up, but I'm pretty sure that's why he transferred. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, Yasin's like a scrappy, athletic press corner. He'll be him and Aruwari alone make this cornerback group really cool. Oh, um, pres- to interject, Rob, Presbyterian moved from FCS to D two. Oh, is that maybe that's why? Yeah, that's why he transferred. I don't know if you're being sarcastic. No, no, I'm not because oh, that's, that's why actually, and I respect that. That's a, I mean, if it ain't you're NCS, allowed, apparently you're, you're allowed out of your scholarship if you if that happens. So, makes, so says the Temple su- website. Surprising, but good for the NCAA. That makes worked sense. out very well for Rock. So, mm-hmm. strong name too. Um, yeah. Mississippi State safety Jonathan Abram, who's so, lots of lots of like solid love out he, there for him. He's like going to be one of the most aggressive safeties. This is going to be a huge deal for his stock. Mm-hmm. Especially and in like one-on-ones. Like you said earlier, weak group, too, mm-hmm. for safeties. Yeah. He's he's a guy who's hard not to like, but I he, he's really aggressive um, like in coverage as well. So, like, mm-hmm. this is going to be a huge prove-it week for a guy of his skill set. Uh, and finally, another safety, Nasir Adderley from Delaware, who that's a good get, too, especially, like, you again, the safety yeah. group's not great. This safety group's pretty good, all things yeah. considered. Yeah, like they did a good job. Yeah, they're doing good. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm assuming they'll get like Lucas Dennis, the Boston College safety, and Jaquan Johnson, the Miami safety. Unless Mm -hmm. those guys decline, I'm assuming they were invited. Like the safety group, the senior safety group isn't the best group, but I think they're doing, like you said, they're doing a good job of putting guys worthwhile to watch together for this. Um, you had a Adder- draftable on Adderley before. Oh, oh season, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, before the season, yeah. His ball skills are pretty pretty nasty. He played corner and safety. 
He's uh, you're you're gonna like him a lot. I think. I remember. I, I watch those games. Mm-hmm. He, he's fun. Um, all right, that's all of them for this week. Uh, we will, of course, keep you updated. Um, throughout the draft season process. Draft process. Um. Okay. Week thirteen superlatives. We'll start at the top where we always start. Justin Herbert talk. I, I want to start at the bottom just once, but not tonight. Uh, not tonight. Maybe next week. Uh, maybe. Um, so Justin, Herbert did nothing, Rob. <laughs> Justin Herbert threw for 102 TD, completed 75% of his pass against Oregon State, and injured his throwing shoulder just before the yeah. second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, it's not serious. It's just a bruise, and they just got him out of there for precautionary reasons because they didn't need him to beat Oregon State. Uh, yeah, what he he attempted what like eleven passes? Yeah, uh, he went. I think he was nine for twelve. Okay, so sorry, Rob. He if honestly, I, like I watched the game because you know Civil War forever, baby. Um, if he did a better job with deep accuracy, he he could have been like what eleven for twelve for closer to two hundred yards and like maybe three touchdowns. <laughs> His touchdown was like just an easy dump off to a running back. Yeah, um, that running back looked really good. By the way, I think he scored well, four touchdowns. Verdell, right? Yeah. Um, but point being, even like that, nothing wrong with Herbert's stat line uh, for a first half, I guess. Um, but he did miss some deep shots. I there the injury didn't, although it didn't end up being anything big. There are injury questions with him going forward. Mm-hmm. He's been injured the previous two seasons at Oregon. Yeah. Um, I mean, we don't even know if he'll declare, but uh, it's worth mentioning. Like, no, none of these, you're, you're not going to be confident in taking any of these quarterbacks in the first round, I don't believe. No. No. Like, and I don't understand the people, some people, like, this isn't, it's like, not one of these QBs would be QB3 in last year's draft. Uh, no. Like, not. Like, maybe not even QB4. Four, no. But, but uh, yeah, so, I don't know. Just worth, QB, worth mentioning. It's they a really be, yeah. bad year to need a quarterback. Even though we like Justin Herbert, I like Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins. These guys, like, last year's was a really rare quarterback class. Imagine passing on one of the quarterbacks when you need to win. Like, and, taking, and taking a running back when you could have got undrafted Philip Lindsay. <laughs> Hey. Or traded for Rashad Penny, like <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, off Herbert talk. Best freshman you saw. Uh, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of offensive dudes to talk about from that awesome Oklahoma West Virginia game, where obviously Oklahoma came out on top. Uh, I mentioned him before, and we talked about him. Kenny Brooks, the running back for Oklahoma. They just had a, they just have running back after yeah. running back. Yeah, yeah. He had a big game. Twenty one carries for 182 yards, a touchdown. Uh, I'm sure you remember the run where it looked like he was all wrapped up and stopped, and then he just ran right through the dude. I know it's Big 12 defense, but uh, he looks fun, man. Uh, yeah, he does. And <laughs> he, he compliments Sermon well, who's more of a a tough, maybe not the most athletic runner, but just a smart, tough runner. Mm-hmm. Um, any other freshmen from you? Yeah, uh, I want to give Rondell Moore some love because he had a great freshman season. Uh, capped it off with 12 catches, 141, and two touchdowns against Indiana. Like, uh, Could you put together a better freshman season for a receiver? 
maybe period, but especially at like a smaller power five school. No, oh, man. Like I, I have Rondale Morton written down. Yeah. I this know. is the guy. This is, if there was a national freshman of the year award, I don't know how you wouldn't give mm-hmm. it to him. Yep. No, I agree. Freshman All-American, obviously, first team. Say that. That's a bold prediction, Rob, but I'll come out and say it. I'll make the claim. Uh, yeah, no, I I would agree. He finished with 100, uh, and they still have a bowl. I mean, again, against Indiana, 12 for 141, two TDs to make yes. a bowl. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, <laughs> and finished the season, just receiving-wise, 103 for 1164 and 12. That's... Pretty ridiculous for a true That's freshman. fucking great. Yeah. yeah, he he leads the country in catches. Uh, and really impressive. If you like, for total yards, he had over two thousand total yards as a he, true freshman. He also it seemed like he just elevated Blau too a lot. He elevated the offense a lot. To be honest, I don't know if I've seen a freshman receiver make an impact like that before. Like he did for that Purdue team. Yeah, no, he. I don't know it, if I'm talking him up too much because no, I love him, but no, he's like he's a dude because it's not because it's not like yes they do scheme him the ball, yeah, but it's not just that. Like he gets these touches by being a good receiver. He also mm-hmm. has incredible contact balance after the catch. He's a yak monster. Like his his size hasn't affected him. He shows up in their biggest games, um, like the Ohio State game. Yeah, he, he's a he's a freak. He's going to yep. be uh, an NFL receiver. I can't wait for 2021. <laughs> I told you, second round grade already, and that's saying a lot for a freshman. <laughs> um, best sophomore you saw? Uh, I got a list of some sophomores that kind of kind of popped off for me. Mm-hmm. Quite a few dudes. Uh, let's go to the Apple Cup first. Joe Tryon, the edge for Washington, was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. What did you think of him? He had one sack, two TFLs. He's like six five two sixty two. He's getting nice talk, talked up on the broadcast too. Yeah, he was. Kind of, he had a nice game. Lots of uh, stats. I mean, one sack, two TFLs, not bad. But he was all over Minshew. It felt like. Yeah. You like him? Yo, I, he looked very good. Uh, I'll go to the other side of the ball. Also on defense, Skyler Thomas, the Wazoo safety. Uh, I know we talked up Thompson. That's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Jalen Thompson. Yeah, Jalen Thompson. Yeah. We, I, I like him too, but Thomas had the pick six. Wait, was it six? No, just the pick. Uh, seven tackles, half a tackle for loss. He looked good too in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got more good dudes. Gabe yeah, Davis. Go. Gabe Davis, the UCF receiver, really kind of caught my yeah. eye. Yeah, yeah, you're bigger, talking him up to me. Yeah, bigger dude, 6'3", 225, I think he's listed at. He looks maybe a little bit bigger than that too. But he's got some speed. He had five catches, 69, and a touchdown. Uh, went up and grabbed a ball beautifully. Also beat a dude on a slant for an easy touchdown, so he kind of showed off a little bit of a, a little bit of the speed. Uh, I know a dude we talked about during the game. I'm sorry, Rob. I got more dudes. Oh, Charles no, Snowden. Oh Charles yeah, Snowden. Okay. I got Snowden written down. Okay, well, okay. I'll save him for you. I've got one more name uh, in a losing effort. Nico Collins had two incredible touchdown catches, and I think the Michigan receiving core, all three of them sophomores, Tariq Black. Donald Peoples-Jones, who has an amazing season. And Nico Collins could be a really special group next year. Those are your best sophomores, even though the Michigan passing attack did not know how to use the receivers that were better than the Ohio State DBs. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm, I'm not blaming. Is, are we a draft podcast or a college football podcast, Rob? Good question. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> Collins, all three of those receivers no, are interesting. No, they are. They are. Michigan has a really nice young core. Collins is 6'4", I think, and he goes up and plucks. I mean, Jones is a bigger dude, too. And for talking sophomore receivers, Henry Ruggs. 
Yeah. Did some nasty things. Yes, he did. Against that, Auburn. That that's another hell of a core, man. Man, that's that I, I argue uh Alabama's the best receiving core in the country between I don't uh, Judy, Ruggs, and Smith. Yeah. I, oh, and and the the freshman seventeen, like uh, what's his uh, name? Waddle. Yes, he's yeah. interesting too. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah, I don't like who else are you going to argue? Old like, Miss really? and oh yeah, but uh, but DK got going, hurt. DK got hurt. Yeah, and and they don't know how to. If you're including tight end, you get Irv Smith with Alabama. You get Dawson Knox with Ole Miss, but they don't know how to use them. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, back to Snowden. The Virginia linebacker, I, I told you, I, I, against yeah. Pitt a couple weeks ago, he caught my eye just because yeah. he's a 6'7", 225-pound linebacker. He stands <laughs> yeah. out, and he wears number 11. He very much stands out. Yes. And uh, against Pitt, I think he ended up with, like, two sacks. And, like, uh, he, he was No really, sacks, but... Or maybe two pressures. I don't know. He looked Two really pass good. deflections. He looked really good against Pitt. Um, and then... Against Virginia Tech. Oh, against Pitt. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Tell me about Tech. I'm sorry, Rob. Maybe you did. I don't know. Thanks. Sorry, buddy. Thanks. You make me feel stupid. I'm pretty sure you had two sacks. I believe you. Um, against Tech, he had five tackles, broke up two passes, one of which he mm-hmm. tips to himself for an interception. Yeah. It's just, he's clearly really raw, and he's, uh, <laughs> I was looking into it a little bit, he's like a basketball player that they converted to a linebacker, yep. mm-hmm. um, and hence his size. He, uh, I don't know, he, he kind of like does the Anthony Barr thing, but for Virginia, it's weird. Like he's really, he's gonna be really interesting watching going forward. Mm-hmm. And like he's clearly a good football player. Like yeah. Just because every time I've watched Virginia, he stands out. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, he'll be a really fun one to watch. And okay, the other one, this guy might end up being a first round pick next year. AJ Epeniza, I think that's how you say it. The Iowa Edge across from Anthony Nelson. This kid's a stud. I think he's 6'5", 265. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just getting after Nebraska. Big, strong. He showed a little bit of bend. He's like... I've heard him talked up as a potential first-round pick for next year, and um, I saw it in this game. Uh, going back to Snowden, he had one sack in that pick game. Mm-hmm. Not uh, One and a half for loss. He had seven pass deflections on the year. Two picks. Yeah, no, he's just... Like that, that, that's a big number, yeah. He, he, he like basketball background, so he, he knows how to jump, which is a stupid thing to say, but it's kind of right. Yeah, no, he looked great. Um, okay, best prospect you saw this weekend? Uh, I think I'm going to give it to uh, my boy, sneaking into the end of the first round, <laughs> Hollywood Brown, because he was kind of unstoppable against West Virginia. Uh, that post route that Oklahoma just keeps running, that he does that little double move, no one in the Big 12 could stop it all year. He had 11 catches, 243 yards, two touchdowns in this game. Yeah, he's a freak. Just, just torched the West Virginia secondary. His cousin Antonio was there. You may know him. You may not. He's he's he's, he's going to be hard. He's going to be hard not to draft in the first round. I think. He he's one of my guys in shooting up the board at this point. I don't see him getting into the top 20. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's just he's too perfect for today's NFL. He's too freaky down the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's made him. He's turned himself into a really nice river. We, we kept talking about that all year because that was one of the issues we had. And we were both big Hollywood guys last year. And one of the issues we had was like, oh, he doesn't run too many routes and he doesn't run them too well. And he really cleaned that up and became a more complete route runner this yeah, year. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, I have another name, though. Yeah, yeah, go for it. And it hurts me. Uh, Dwayne Haskins did a pretty decent game. Man, I feel like you're mixing up best prospect with shooting up the board right now. 
That's how I, I don't know. It's the same shit. I, I'm a low key guy for shooting. Well, be, best best prospect is reserved for guys who I think can be top ten picks generally, or top ten players, I should say. And then shooting up the boards like guys. Well, who I, I do my own thing. Into the first round top. Haskins, on, Haskins, uh, shut up. I'm a, I'm a low key guy for the shooting up the board. Okay, uh, save it for the shooting up the board. We're on best prospects, brother. Okay, go. Two your thing. Well, I got three of them, and they're all going to be desperate. Uh, Jack Ipole absolutely destroyed Florida State. Mm-hmm. He made their offensive line look like a, a more of a joke than they already are. Yeah, he uh, shot up the board. He shot up the board big time. Uh, six tackles, three and a half tackles for the last two and a half sacks. And and he's not just winning with speed and bend around the edge. Like He's got that long arm move is like fully in his repertoire. He brings yeah. it out. Um he, he's got uh, he he's got a nice club. He's he's got multiple moves. Him and Brian Burns, for that matter, who are both I feel like going to be billed as speed rushers, but they're more than that. They both have yeah. pass re- rushing repertoires. No, for sure. Yeah, uh, I was really impressed with Polite. Um, uh, can I ask you two questions? Yeah. One, why can't Florida State get any fucking offensive linemen? And two, why does the NFL keep drafting Florida State offensive linemen? They definitely won't this year. No, no, they won't. But I finally learned their lesson, probably. But did you see none of their offensive linemen were rated inside the top four hundred offensive linemen in college football? Seems accurate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I've been saying it what like fucking two years now. If you want to watch a dominant, like the best yeah, team for any defensive Bradley, lineup, it was Bradley Chubb against Florida State last year. Dominant. Put on the Florida State game if they play them, obviously. Yeah, and, po- and then you're gonna get that with Polite this year. Yeah, if if Brian Burns could play against, I mean Brian Burns practice tape. <laughs> yeah, Brian Burns practice tape. Uh, Josh uh, Jackson for uh, Miami. Joe Jackson. Joe Jackson. I'm say I'm so obsessed with Josh Jackson. I can't I know. stop talking about him. You, Miss you, Josh. Get get back soon, buddy. Uh, also on my list, Quinn and Williams. Um, what? Get over it. I mean, do you see the bend around the edge when he brushed from the outside was. Weird for a defensive tackle. <laughs> I know. Uh, he could easily be a prospect who played that box correct. He was all over the Auburn backfield. Yeah, and he had a, a TFL and a sack. But yeah, sack. he yeah. he did outplay that because he was the best player in the field. Also, Auburn could only run the ball when he wasn't on the field, <laughs> which was nice. Also, I mean, they gave up 74 points technically, but Devin White, the LSU linebacker, yeah. He uh, he's just so involved. Coming forward, yeah. he's a very violent, and involved player. He had four TFLs in a sack against Tamu. Um, I just I don't know. I don't know how else to describe him. violent and, and involved. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's fair. Um, all right, now we're on to shooting up the board. Okay, do you want to talk about Dwayne Haskins here? Yeah, I've got him here as well. Okay, obviously a dominant performance from Dwayne Haskins 20 of 31 396 six touchdowns no interceptions no sacks uh great game great game plan from Ohio State I don't want to talk about this uh he did miss some throws but I mean when you put up those numbers and that performance in general against the number one defense in the nation quote-unquote it's a it's hard not to say it's a hell of a fucking performance agreed um, yeah, I thought. Yeah, he ran the the game plan really well. Um, he did. Lots, he, like the like, oh, just like Don Brown. Can't forget about the fucking crossing routes. Yeah. the drags. Like, come on, man. That's yeah. That's basically all Ohio State really did. Yeah, with some um, other stuff mixed in, like letting Tate Martell run QB power. <laughs> but that was so stupid. No, no. But Haskins did leave 
yards and possibly touchdowns on the field. It's, it's kind of nuts because, uh, who was it, Hill? I don't can't remember. He he should have caught the ball, but Haskins missed him high and outside down the sideline. Yeah. Uh, he missed Weber a couple times on uh, wheel routes. If I remember, they ran that wheel route like three or four times. Um, so not mm-hmm. a perfect performance, but I mean, fuck, how can I, how can I knock it? <laughs> yeah, this comes down to, you, we can't obsess, especially, um, with quarterbacks. You can't obsess over like one or two or three plays from a game, mm-hmm. right? It's like when the he, whole body when, work kind of thing. When he threw for 400 yards, yeah, six touchdowns and the biggest rivalry in sports. Yeah. And, yeah, you, and, yeah. and I definitely do that at times. Like if. A receiver goes off, but he drops one pass. I'm just thinking about that one drop. Yeah, I know. But, I know. yeah, no. And another thing with Haskins is how quick he is through his progressions. Mm. He's very fast. Um, uh, I know it's a lot uh, of shorter I, throws, but he's really yeah. fast. Can I do one more negative? And not really, but I'll talk about this more later. Uh, he wasn't pressured at all in the game. And that's pretty strong the most. Yeah, exactly. Not a negative for Ohio State, obviously, but... We didn't see him pressured, so uh, that's yeah, that's what we need to see him start making plays under pressure. Mm-hmm. Maybe Northwestern and old uh, whatever I forget his name is Joey Joey, uh, Joey Graziano. Yeah, <laughs> can get after him. Kind of, hey, it's kind of sad Michigan couldn't get after Haskins because the Ohio uh, State offensive line's not that good. Um, I also uh, had Hollywood yeah. under the shooting up the board. Okay, um, I, I, I mentioned we we both think he's locking himself into the first round and mm-hmm. I think I mean with what I, I'm sure we both expect him to do at the combine top 20 seems really reasonable it does he, yeah. he, I, to me he yeah. could be potentially the first receiver off the board it wouldn't surprise me right just because DK's got the neck thing let's say Harry doesn't test well yeah also t- like and like say there's a lot of bigger body dudes that are good in this in this class yeah so why why am I taking Kelvin Harmon Fifteenth, when I can get JJ Arcega Whiteside thirtieth, or exactly or whatever yeah. it is. That's just forty five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Just ask the Haskins real quick. I think this game and just the quarterback class itself, and how many teams are going to end up needing quarterbacks, kind of solidifies him as a top ten pick. Like, I, I'm going to say it solidifies him as a first if, round pick. If, if her, if if Herbert can go top ten, I think Haskins can go top. 10. That's fair. I mean. You're an NFL scout. You think you know everything, but you're sometimes stupid. <laughs> you see, like, what's not to like from Dwayne Haskins? Like, when you're being like, you know how scouts are, and like they're stupid. Like he's he's big. He plays at a big time program. He's oh, what, put up monster like, numbers. What are the negatives? No, I'm saying like, how are they not going to? Oh, absolutely, overdraft fall in love this with guy. Him. Yeah, exactly. Every generally, every quarterback is overdrafted. Yeah, no. Again, no. last year was rare where no, they weren't. But, no, not R- Rosen wasn't. But hey, um, can I throw one more for uh, shooting up the board? Yeah, and I have one more after you. So go. Okay, uh, I think it's just a guy we got to give some more love to, and he had a great performance against the Oklahoma defense. Gary Jennings, the West Virginia wide receiver, uh, went yeah, off. Yeah, I'm starting to see stuff on Twitter. People are like, is this guy better than David Sills? He's not, but I've liked Gary he Jennings for a long time. I'm, he I'm might go like back David's- though. I. I that's true. I the whole wide receiver thing with West Virginia is weird, though. Like, I kind of like Marcus Sims, the third guy. He got hurt in the game. Yeah. yeah. He, he was pissed. pissed. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> Jennings had seven grabs, 225 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, got deep down the field, too. Yeah, he's more athletic than Sills. Yes, I think that's what really helped him here. So, the, uh, just coming to Sills real quick. The weird thing mm-hmm. about Sills is, okay, obviously he puts up gaudy numbers, but that's yeah. partially part of the system, all of, the, all of them do. Yes. He's not that athletic. He doesn't run that clean of routes. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have that creative hands. We've seen him <laughs> drops. Like, they're fine, but yeah. they're not. He doesn't have, like, elite hands or anything. He does track the ball well. He has, I think, a pretty good catch radius. Uses his size, yeah. obviously. But it's just like, how can I justify taking that guy in this class? When there's so many, like we just said. On day two, or which some people, I think, have billed him as. In the summer, Adam is a day two guy. I think he's like a fifth round guy. Ooh, okay. Man, I, once once you stack up how many receivers there are, though, I know, it's also going to depend. I, like that true. can change when guys do and do not declare. That's that's true. That's also true. There's just so many of them. I think there's a lot to like with David Seals, but I don't think I, there's a lot of upside to picking David Seals. I don't. I don't. But I do. Th- like I think he can be a longtime NFL contributor. I think our Seagull Whiteside is the better version of David Sills. Don't even put the, what? Did you ever see the Whiteside's like? Don't put that on him. No, no, I'm, but like that's what people are going to look at though. JJ Arcego Whiteside could be a first round pick, and that's my other guy I shooting know, but, up the board. But people watching just college football are going to look at Sills and assume he is. I'm saying if you're looking for that, what what Sills is billed as. JJAW does everything better than David Sills that Sills is supposed to do well. I, I guess they they don't even seem close to even the same style of player to me. Like J, I've never seen a guy just post up in the end zone and catches me touchdowns as JJ. Uh, You're right, but does. that's also what people say Sills is supposed to be doing. It's like, not what he does though. It's not how he does it. He does score a lot of touchdowns, but it's not like he's posting up. Like JJ Arcega Whiteside yeah. is violent out rebounding you, and I'm so not, he, I love JJ. I'm like I'm not cr- trying to criticize him. I know. I'm just, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> J, but he is my third shooting up the board guy. Uh, a buck oh six three scores against UCLA. Oh, that's that worked out well. Yeah, he um, uh, he's just a touchdown guy. Like he's gonna mm-hmm. be I, again with this receiver class. Like he'll probably be a second round pick. We've said it before, though. Uh, you you watch his game, like you just on Saturdays. You see him, he, you know, like oh, he looks like a post up guy, blah blah blah. Then you throw on the tape, and he's significantly quicker, significantly better at running routes. Oh yes, definitely. I just think the way he does post up in the end zone is incredible. So that's why I bill him as. Oh like no, I'm just I, I'm just no. giving him more. No, he's guy. got yeah yeah. He's, you, you'll see him make big plays down the field as well. Um, mm-hmm. He's also probably the best blocking receiver in this class. Um, he's tough as hell and mean. I really like JJ mm-hmm. Arcega Whiteside. Um, uh, okay, sliding down the board. Mine's just a bunch of quarterbacks. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for a low key one, and it's it hurts me to say it. And he got injured in the game and it upset me. But Zach Gentry really missed opportunities in the Michigan Ohio State game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, three mm-hmm. drops. Two, two, one he got hurt on, but like it, it seemed like he was kind of like he heard the footsteps, which was kind of sad, and he dropped the ball. It would have been, I don't know, like a 30 year completion. Uh, the other drop was in the end zone early in the game, which would have given Michigan a touchdown. Just he, he just didn't show up in this game. Uh, another one, 
lot of the Michigan defensive players, <laughs> you can look at this and like say, hey, this hurts their stock. Uh, Devin Bush, obviously, another injury, which fucking sucks. I thought he was okay in the game, but it, he didn't make the impact he was supposed to. Right? No. I, I don't want to talk about a guy who got hurt, though. I, I don't want to. Well, I'm talking about before he got hurt, and you hear the, the somberness in my voice, but yeah. I'm... Um. I'm yeah. more upset. But just back to Gentry, it also doesn't help how deep this tight end class can potentially be. No, I think uh, he goes he, back. He's a senior. Is he? Oh, fuck. I, think, I was about to sure? say, I hope he's at the senior bowl. Because there's be not a lot of cool. senior tight ends. That's true. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm like 99% sure he's a senior because McKeon or whatever is a junior. Um, Hello? We'll slide down my board, just a bunch of quarterbacks. Daniel Jones really mm-hmm. played poorly against Wake Forest. Uh, Jared Siddham played really poorly against Alabama. And Jordan Tom, who played really poorly against Mississippi State. All three of them completed under 50% of their throws. All three of them had under 5.5 yards per attempt. All three of them didn't throw for more than 150 yards. They were all really bad. Um, the, the issue, I like Daniel Jones, and I'm, I think he can be a first-round selection at quarterback because there are no quarterbacks. Like I don't think I'll end up with a first-round grade on him. Um. But I understand, like, I don't, I, I like him enough that I would understand a team taking him in the first round and developing him. I think there's enough there with him. I didn't, I don't think that would, um, Jared Stidham, though. Like, Stidham just looks so lost. And Ta'amu, he, I, I like, I understood that, I understand some of the hype, but then the hype got too big. Like, I think he's like a nice, Sixth, seventh round potential drafted quarterback. Some some people think he's more of a like a potential like a third or fourth round pick. I mean, he was horrible in the Egg Bowl. Uh, yeah, I don't. You're really one of the first people on him, and now it's it's gotten too big. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. It's like every week you could put just multiple quarterbacks from this class in the sliding on the board. It's just so they're like consistently bad. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, for real. Uh, any out of nowhere prospects? Yeah, give me one sec. Uh, oh, let's go back to the Michigan game. Uh, he is a junior. Uh, he had a monster game. Uh, Malik Harrison, the linebacker. Yeah, I know yep. you talked about. I love Malik Harrison. Yeah, and I know you liked him in the summer. I don't. I guess you don't expect him to come out, but he no. really kind of uh, he I helped his hope- stock if he is. Yeah. yeah, I think he'll go back and there'll be hype for him entering the year now because of this performance. That, yeah. He's number one on my out-of-nowhere prospect thing. Okay, cool. Uh, seven I, tackles, I, two TFLs, one sack. He was flying all over the field. What a performance from him. Um, um, kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you liked him this summer, though. Yeah, right? yeah, he's big and athletic. And I thought he, he mm-hmm. was fluid in coverage. Um, mm-hmm. Anyone else? For you? No, out of nowhere? No, that's all. I got him. Okay. Uh, he deserves the number one. Yeah, he's, I've got him. I've got Washington corner Jordan Miller. He's kind of the other, the forgotten DB in their secondary. Um, nothing super spectacular against Washington State, just good, solid football. He's been banged up the last two years. I know some people did, like in the scouting community like him. Um, mm-hmm. He's 6'1", 180, like the long, lean corner mold. He just, I don't know if... Uh, like where he'll be drafted, but 
or if he'll be drafted, but he's just uh, kind of a guy to watch out for just because if he rebounds to what he was before the injury, there's some hype around him. Um, and also Florida receiver Van Jefferson, who I doubt would declare. Yeah. yeah. But he toasted Florida State and looked really mm-hmm. good doing it. And he's a former Ole Miss guy. And, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, best prospects versus prospect matchup? Uh, I know this one's kind of a cop-out and kind of lame, but I just want to say how much fun it was watching Kyler Murray against Will Greer on Friday night. Like, they yeah. just both put on an absolute show. I know – I'm not saying he's – obviously, Kyler Murray isn't an NFL prospect because he's playing baseball, and neither of us are Will Greer guys. I just wanted to give them props for what a fucking performance they put on. Uh, I just – neither of these guys, like, blew up the game. It was just a good old-school fight. Um, when they were up against each other. Mm-hmm. Derek Brown yeah. and Ross Piercebacher, the Alabama center and the Auburn defensive tackle. That's true. Do you like Piercebacher? I don't like... I, I, I feel like there's some... Like, I, I'm not first-round hype, but there's... I, I, I feel like there's Ooh, some, really? like, second-round hype. I don't but, uh, like that, but I do think he can be a starting center in the NFL. Yeah, that's like Bozeman. That's what, Remember Bozeman had first round hype like when he was a frosh or sophomore or whatever. Yeah, I think it's just like playing center in Alabama. Is Alabama, like, yeah. Um, but just hopping back, just talking centers a bit. Um, I mentioned that the interior line class like is not that great, but there's there's a decent um, the center group. It's not a guys I'm thinking are first, second, or even third round picks, but there's like a handful of guys. On day three, who I like enough that I think can be starting centers in the NFL one day. That's interesting. It's weird. Yeah. Um, any prospects who have played this, the box score? Uh, I'm going back to the Ohio State offensive line in general because what a performance they had. On. Obviously, especially Michael Jordan and uh, Isaiah Prince. The the guys are probably going to get themselves drafted, right? Mm-hmm. But like, they, they had, it's been such a terrible year for them. <laughs> and the, us, the the group as a whole, and like they didn't let Haskins get touched in the game. Like mm-hmm. that's just nuts. Obviously, Winovich was playing with a bum shoulder; he didn't look himself. But no, uh, not at all. And Gary just he didn't really show up. But still, what a performance from them. Um, that's probably going to end up being the tape to watch for these guys, like the crowning tape. I just want to give them a shout out as much as it hurts me. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with Alabama running back Josh Jacobs. He, he had of- nine touches for 81 yards. Like, not a bad game. It's just yeah, his season in general, to me, he has outplayed the box score. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, I don't know. He's, he's just kind of like, I, I like to bring up Kenyon Drake when talking about him because he's not like some star running back for Alabama, but he's going to be a good running back in the NFL, I think. Remember the days when like Alabama running backs got lifted up because of the monster stats they put up, and now it's like the opposite. Yeah, because they they're always <laughs> using so many of them now. That and they're throwing the ball a hell of a lot more than they ever have, right? Yeah, like if Damian Harris was on like a 2010 Alabama team, probably would have won the Heisman. <laughs> probably when they used to just you know Mark Ingram was fucking every snap. Uh, also, I put down Denzel Mims, the Baylor receiver. He had five grabs for sixty-five and two scores against Texas Tech. He was like, he was cleanly winning off the line and on his mm-hmm. roads. He's there's a lot to like with Denzel Mims. There's a lot of receivers, man. There is a lot of receivers. I, I don't know. 
There's a, and it's a good year next year too. Like yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, prospect is being overhyped. Uh, any hype that Gardner Minshew is being given from anyone, because I still see it, Rob. I still see it, and you're like, where? It's still out there on draft Twitter. He's man. He is. He's gonna be at the Senior Bowl. He's gonna be drafted. I don't. Like he's a he's a day three quarterback. He's gonna be a backup in the NFL. Oh, wait, are you giving me shit for what I'm saying, or are you you agreeing with me? I'm not sure. I'm giving you shit. You don't think he like should sniff the NFL? Okay. I didn't say that. No, he's really helped himself. But like, he's if he's more than well, a seventh like, round taking, pick, I'm like fine. I'm, I take. I know like the the, fifth, obviously six, this game seven. is in the snow, but it's the first real. We'll see. I have to, again. I haven't done tape on this year, and it's so hard for me to look at the East Carolina tape. Away, he's done a great job of running Leach's scheme. He, uh, but he's this decent. was a real defense that he finally faced. He's decent. I, I I'm cool with me at the senior role because you can get some coaching hookups there. But I like Gardner as a uh, person. I just I don't know, man. All right, I'm gonna keep mine in the Pac-12 as well, though. Bryce Love, the Stanford running back. Uh, his season as a whole, okay. like he didn't run for a thousand yards. He only oh, ran for over. Some people are still hyping him. I yes, maybe I'm in the wrong areas of draft Twitter, but yes, I saw hype recently about him. Um, I saw him like Bill is like a second round pick. I think he's like a sixth or seventh round pick. Um, but yeah, didn't run for a thousand yards. Only ran for over a hundred yards once. Didn't look that good against UCLA. He just doesn't. He doesn't even look like the same player as he looked like last no. year. And I didn't love him last year, mm-hmm. so I don't. I don't know. I just don't get it with Bruce Love. Uh, anyway, small school guy, cut your eye. Yeah, I'm going to uh, one of my guys is uh, Tony Pollard's "Don't You Forget About Me" game because he had a big game <laughs> against Houston. Uh, eight eight same catches, spot, 116 yards. I got, uh, t- I got Tony Pollard as well. Okay, 11 carries, 80, th- sweet, 83 yards on the ground, a touchdown. He's not coming out, but I'm assuming Henderson is. Is he senior? No, Henderson's junior. Junior. Oh, they're, okay. uh, I assume they're Henderson's on, coming out. So senior. Pollard and Patrick Taylor. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know Taylor's not. So like, there's it should be a big spot for him uh, and Patrick Taylor next year. Who had a nice game too? Yeah, pa- Pollard's got an interesting skill set. Um, with the he does obviously he's going to find him. Obviously, the kick yeah. return ability matters. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah. like a guy of his skill set is more important than ever in the NFL where. You yes. can line him up all over the place. Um, Pollard's going to find a significant role in the NFL, I think. That's big. Okay. I, I guess if he goes back and, yeah. Um, oh, he's, I, I mean, he's not coming out. Why would he? I'm just mean, like, right. I'm not, by significant, I mean he's going to be a solid contributor. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. Uh, wow, AJ. It's championship weekend and bowl season's right around the corner. You know how to spice things up, make a little extra money for Christmas? Bet on the Gambling? games. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Go to my bookie and bet on them. Uh, they're my go-to bookie when I'm feeling a little frisky and want to cash in. They should change their name to my go-to bookie. Yeah, it really rolls off the tongue. Uh, even better, right now at my bookie, they'll give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. Just go to my bookie and use the promo code HEAVEN25. All right. Championship matchups. We're just going to run through all 10 mm-hmm. because why not? Um, starting with Friday, 7 p.m., the MAC Championship. 
Northern Illinois, Northern Illinois versus Buffalo. Buffalo four-point favorites. Uh, just before we get into this, get ready for a lot of picks from the heart instead of the mind. Agreed. So, uh, take these with a grain of salt, please. <laughs> I'm taking you, Buff, though. Uh, they have a, a great year. I think they should cover this. I think they should win the game. Uh, I don't know. I think they're. I like North, Northern Illinois is always just a good, solid, well-coached program. But I think this is Buffalo's year. Yeah, I think this will be a huge game because more people will be watching this game than I feel like are generally watching Buffalo games. So it'll be a yeah. huge, huge game for Tyree Jackson to like kind of show off that arm strength because um, he's got a massive arm. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday Friday night at seven o'clock. By the way, I said that already. Um, Don't worry, pal. Oh, uh, sorry. One hour before the Pac-12 game. So yeah, and you also get to see Sutton Smith, who some, yeah, some people like a lot. So yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, but I'll also take Buffalo. Okay, Friday, 8 p.m., Pac-12 Championship. Number 17, Utah versus number 10, Washington. Washington, six-point favorites, Levi's Stadium. They need to change the location of this game. I agree. Levi's, I've hated Levi's Stadium since, since its inception. Actually, before you dive in, what do you, do you like uh, the Mac, cha- I, I didn't mention this, the Mac Championship at Ford Field? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, Levi's is never full for this game. It's barely half full for this game. It's a bad spot. It's a bad spot. The field's not very good. Uh, I don't even like the way the stadium... I know they say the stadium's so nice on the inside. It doesn't look that cool from the outside. It looks like a bad place to watch football, to be honest. Move this game, Pac-12. Do somewhere cooler. Rotate it around, I think. Like, Rice-Eccles deserves a Pac-12 championship game, in my opinion. I would enjoy rotating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, like... You know, there's so many great spots in the Pac-12. Yeah, like you know, LA obviously the Rose Bowl or the Coliseum, uh, Seattle, at, you would do at CenturyLink. Like, there's a lot of really cool places to play this game. Anyways, I'm taking uh, UW minus the points to win the Pac-12. Me too. Utah, I think they're just too hurt, man. Me too. U- Utah banged up. Good for them getting yeah. here though. Um, but yeah, Washington kind of they they look like they, they dominated Washington State. Like Whittingham's going to um, have this team. Up for this game and ready to play. I've, I think it'll be a close game and a half. Then Washington pulls. I, that sounds good to me. I, I think like a, a big defensive play from one of their studs. Mm-hmm. Uh, a a okay. big Gaskins gash. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jake Browning not turning the football over. Hopefully, <laughs> not throwing the football. Yeah. Saturday, uh, twelve p.m. Big Twelve Championship. Number nine Texas against number five Oklahoma. Oklahoma seven and a half point favorites. AT and T Stadium. Uh, UT won earlier, man. What? What? Uh, why? Why wouldn't they win this game? I don't know. No, I'm not. I'm. am t- okay. I'm taking UT plus taking the o- points, but uh, I like Oklahoma to win. Okay, I'm taking Oklahoma just covering. That's win. fair. I mean, I th- I think so. Realistically, Positive- I, all these ones are gonna be like I want close games, so I'm gonna pick like that. Yeah, uh, uh, Kyler Murray's just in a different zone. I right don't now. disagree. He's special in ho- Hollywood, mm-hmm. and I th- I just think it's the Red River. Uh, Texas is going to be up for this game. I think they're going to hang around. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if Oklahoma covers. But you know, how about a seven point, a half point cover for UT? Oklahoma wins by seven. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I touched the total. That's. I know, like every football game in the world has been going over, but seventy. Always pound the over, fool. I'm just saying, don't touch it. I'm not. I don't know. Seventy nine. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm going to sound stupid come next week, but hey. Uh, okay, Sun Belt Championship, 12 p.m. UL Lafayette versus Appalachian State. Good for UL. App State, eight, this game. 
App State for uh, 18 point favorites at Kid Brewer Stadium. Boone, North Carolina. I don't know if you saw this today, but uh, Kid Brewer Stadium is covered in snow right now. So I wish the game was. Is it actually? Yeah. It's chilly and. Uh, Hopefully that holds. Soon, yeah, I know. I don't. The boys, the the boys from Appalachian will be better suited for that. Oh yeah, they, definitely. The raging Cajuns got uh, can't do it. Can't do it. No. Can't do it. I'm ta- yeah, and for that reason, I take App State. <laughs> Me too. Same reason. <laughs> it's it's gonna be chilly for you all. Hey. And that's my analysis. Mm-hmm. Sports. Uh, 1.30 p.m. kickoff because the Kuzo likes to be different. Conference USA Championship. UAB versus it's Middle a, Tennessee. It's a good ball game, actually. M- yeah, it is. Middle Tennessee, one-point favorites. Floyd Stadium in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Uh, so, uh, I'm sure cultural fans, you know, a lot of I hate that they have home championship games. Yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. Find a neutral site or even a rotating thing. So, yeah, if, and if it's rotating, it happens to be like that. But I get it, though. Like, It's going to be hard to sell tickets for... You all yeah, app state. Uh, you're not, you're not and I get that's why they do it, right? But mm-hmm. as a cultural purist and as a I, I like to see it somewhere else. And I mean obviously Middle Tennessee awesome, you get a home championship game, that's sweet, but I I'm a, I'm a purist. If the Pac twelve can't sell out, but they probably can, so whatever. Uh UAB, what amazing comeback to the FCS to football. But uh I can't pick against the stock stills, my man. Give me Middle Tennessee State. Fair enough. I will take Middle Tennessee State because I believe in the coaching staff. That's what you said. Uh, okay. This is a game. A- this is a game. AAC Championship, mm-hmm. 3.30 p.m. The re- Memphis. The rematch. Against number seven, Central Florida. Central Florida favored by three in Spectrum Stadium, Orlando. No Mackenzie Milton. No Mackenzie Milton. So sad. I, uh... uh this is your conference, buddy. You, I know. You take take this away, dude. Memphis looked good against Houston. Uh, UCF without M- Milton. I know it's the war on I four, man. It's gonna be a tough fought game. No matter if UCF had an all NFL player roster and USF had a Division three roster, it'd be a close game, no matter what. But this is another. This is this is a good cross divisional rivalry in the AAC. I'm gonna take Memphis to win outright. Over UCF, it's just gonna be it's gonna be hard. I think that last week was there like let's do it for McKenzie. This week, things will be hard. Memphis is playing good football right now. We've talked about how explosive Henderson, Pollard, and Patrick Taylor can be. It's a three-headed monster in their backfield sometimes. But I'm gonna take Memphis. I'm gonna take Memphis. I'm also I'm also taking Memphis. I just think between like their weapons. Are are very good. Brady White's a good quarterback for this system. He's solid, yeah. Like, just don't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. Get the ball in Henderson, Pollard, Taylor's hands. Uh, Central Florida's defense. I know they they kind of showed up against South. They Florida. did, but again, it was but they, they were playing their third quarterback most of the game. Yeah, yeah, and Central this Central Florida defense hasn't been very good this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. This is gonna be this is a really interesting one, but I'm gonna take Memphis. Okay. That's uh, it, right? We're, we're done after that game? I wish. <laughs> but we have the Mountain West. Still, oh, right? true. Uh, the SEC Championship, 4 p.m., number one Alabama, 13.5 point favorites against number four Georgia in Mercedes-Benz Stadium and Atlanta, Georgia. Is this the national championship game from last year? I think so. Just fuck you, reverse, reverse who's uh, number one and who's number four. Yeah. Uh, 
This is a pick with the heart because I just want a good football game. I'm taking Georgia plus the points. Uh, I'm gonna take Alabama. I just no, think they're too much. I just don't. I don't see Jake Fromm being able to compete. No. They're, they're a like goddamn machine, man. They're a goddamn machine. Yeah. I'm, I agree um, with you, but I, I want Georgia to, to play a good game. But this is a fun game full of prospects. I'm excited to see DeAndre Baker versus this receiver mm, court. That's a big task for Baker, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, 7.45 p.m. Mountain West Championship. Number 25, Fresno State versus number 19, Boise, Boise State. Boise State, hot, State man. favorites. Albertson Stadium, baby. On the Smurf turf. Boise's hot, man. That's a big win against Utah State last week. They're already playing playoff football. They're on fire. Brett Rippon going to let it loose. He's at home. Give me Boise minus three. Um, Boise, it's Boise State. I don't – like, I know Fresno State had some hype. I'm not in on that. Eh, I don't kinda... like Marcus McMahon. But I don't – like, some people really like Marcus McMahon. I really oh, like Brett no. Rippon. So, Brett, I'm taking Boise State. I think Utah State's better than Fresno State, too. You're a big love guy, though. Apparently, <laughs> Uh, ACC Championship, 8 p.m., number two, Clemson, 26.5-point favorites over Pittsburgh, Bank of America Stadium, Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm going to take Clemson. I'm taking Clemson. Yeah, I'm taking... I don't think, like, Pitt Pitt lost last week. (laughs) Like, got dominated by the U, kind of dominated. (laughs) They did. Um, I, uh... It was 24-3. I watched the game. It was not watchable. Uh, yeah, I don't really think Pitt stands a chance. Um, Big Ten Championship, 8 p.m., number 21, Northwestern, against number 6, Ohio State. Yeah, for, Ohio State, 14.5-point favorites. Uh, Lucas Oil Stadium, Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, Northwestern's not bad. Do I have I don't to say think... who I'm taking here, Rob? Yes. I'm taking Northwestern. I know you are. Roll cats. Um, yeah, I'm gonna take Ohio State. I don't think Northwestern has the offensive firepower. I don't, I don't trust Clayton Thorson. Ohio State played their Big Ten championship game last week. Northwestern, that's gonna be a Northwestern house. Apparently, they're traveling a shit ton of fans to Indianapolis. Really? Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, I know it's pretty cool. They're all up for it. I heard like a, I think one of the like boosters bought a bunch of tickets for for students too, or something like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm making up stories, but it's gonna be purple. In the house, paid and built. Northwestern nice. wins the Big Ten championship. Uh, okay, that'll do it for us. Fuck the Buckeyes. At seven rounds yeah. in heaven. Uh, you can follow Adrian on Twitter at adgmarquise13. You can follow me on Twitter at Rob Paul NFL. Uh, you can follow Armchair on Twitter at AC All Americans at Armchair NFL. If you go to armchairallamericans.com, you can read about NFL draft stuff I write. And yeah, that'll be it. Check you later, fam. One, two. Three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. (laughs) AutoTrader.